Hello, friends, and welcome to the Reclamation Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Colleen Johnson, and I'm here to guide us in raw conversations about thriving in life and work so that together we can step into personal agency and stop letting life happen to us. We'll cover topics like health, boundaries, communication, finances, and worthiness. That badass business you've been dreaming of, it's not so far off. The desire to wake up feeling fully alive, it's right around the corner. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Reclamation Podcast. I'm excited to start today. It's the afternoon for me, and I have some fresh tea in front of me. It is hardcore snowing outside my office window right now, like very big snowflakes very fast. So it's like a blizzard outside. And yeah, I'm just sitting here in my office putting my essential oil on. And I'm so excited for our conversation today. So today we are chatting with Ayana Major Bay, an actress, singer, voiceover artist, and podcaster. She's from New Jersey, has been performing all of her life, and holds a master's in acting from the Royal Conservator of Scotland. <laughs> Goodness gracious, got some big <laughs> words in there for me. <laughs> um, and being on stage has always been her safe place. And with 12 years in, losing that in 2021 made her pivot in more ways than one, including becoming the host of the Artist Pivot podcast. Ayana is on a personal and professional mission to educate, empower, and celebrate artists so they have no option but to thrive. She hopes that in this time, artists can reevaluate how they've approached their careers prior to 2021 and come back in a new mindset, valuing themselves even more. So Ayana, I'm so excited to have you. Yes, I'm excited to be here. Thank you for that introduction. Yes, absolutely. Your bio like really has it all in there. And I love that. I'm excited to hear more about your story because I feel like that gives us a little taste of you, but I'm excited to get into to all the details. So I would love as we're getting started, if you could share a little bit of where you are recording from, what you have in front of you, set the stage so everybody can kind of envision this conversation with us. Yes, yes, of course, of course. So right now I am actually sitting in my walk-in closet. So I um, am not seeing the window like you are, but right before I close the door, um, it's very, very sunny outside. I'm here in New Jersey and it's the afternoon for me as well. Um, so it's very sunny. It's not snowing, but we have lots of snow still on the ground. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and I just look at it as long as, you know, I don't have to shovel it. I'm good. So I'm sitting go. actually in my walk-in closet right now and I am surrounded by my clothes that I don't wear that often now. <laughs> um, so I'm looking directly at some favorite pairs of heels that I literally have not put on in a year. There's a couple hats that hang in right here that I really love that I haven't worn. So I'm just, I'm literally currently surrounded by clothes that I, you know, that look very good hanging in the closet. <laughs> there you go. What do you know? <laughs> I mm -hmm. feel like that's, you're, you're bringing up in my mind as you're talking about all these clothes you haven't worn. Have you seen that TikTok with the little like the miniature greyhound where it's like, he like has like this accent. Have you seen it? I haven't. No, I haven't. No. Okay. You should definitely look that up because it's really okay. funny. It's just, basically this dog is just wearing these clothes and it's uh -huh. like all being all like kind of like prissy, like I had this favorite outfit that I wanted to wear and like, I didn't get to wear it. And then it puts uh -huh. on another outfit and I don't know, it's funny. I <laughs> it's promise. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Understood. Yes, yes, yes. But that's how I feel. I'm like, I come in here and look at my clothes. I'm like, one day, one day I, I will don these, these beautiful items again. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. So I, I am so honored that you're here with us today and I'm excited to hear more about your story. You're the first actress and singer, I think that I've had on the podcast. So okay. I'm, I'm excited to hear more. I love the kind of performing arts. I never got a chance really to to dive into it, but I just admire it so much. So I'm excited to see what that journey has been for you. And then of course, the pivot that you recently made as you're empowering people to, to learn to thrive amidst the various pivots that life throws at us. So 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it'll be so good. So yes. with that, what's your story? Where did you start and and what did you really have to reclaim to step into this current work that you're doing? Yes, yes, of course, of course. Oh, so I had to reclaim a lot, actually. I had to reclaim, you know, my value as a person, mm-hmm. you know, disconnecting my worth from my job mm-hmm. because theater doesn't exist right now. And so also reclaiming, you know, my compassion, self-compassion. I didn't realize, you know, this pandemic forced us all to take a break. And in that break, I sat down and did reflection and realized over these past 12 years of being in this career, how little self-compassion I gave myself. Hmm. And then also reclaiming my mindset, you know, about the industry and about my own role and my responsibility in pursuing this career and not letting it drive me crazy. You know, that's in my control. And so reclaiming my own mindset about being an actress. Fortunately, I was one of those kids who was encouraged to follow her dreams. So Mm. I have been performing my whole life. You know, I was that kid who would make up shows and I would force my parents and my sister to come into the living room and like watch it because um, we used to have a little stone area in front of the fireplace. And that literally was my stage. (laughs) <laughs> and just yes I you could honey making up everything <laughs> I would force friends to come over like during play dates I'd be like okay I have a show and <laughs> you know I and I would put, put it on you know and so also in school I did the musical I did the plays in church so well, I grew up in church so I was singing in the choir in the children's choir and mm. I, I was just one of those kids also who liked to dress up like I was always in my mom's closet just I love and to this day I still love dressing up and I am expressive and I'm you know a storyteller and I have a friend who I actually borrowed this phrase from him he's like I'm a storyteller at heart actor by profession Mm. so you know even if I'm not an actor I'm always going to be a storyteller you know Yeah, yeah and so luckily I was encouraged by my family to pursue it um which I thank the Lord for every day because there are unfortunately people who, you know, people like to say, oh, you know, that's cute. You want to be a performer, whatever it is, an actor, a dancer, a singer, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're like, oh, but you know, that's not a real job or that's not a sensible job. So like, go do something else. And that breaks my heart when I hear fellow colleagues who are like, you know, for the first couple of years, of my adult life, I did what other people told me to do. And I finally came into, you know, my mm. performing career Yeah, and realizing how blessed I was that like my family was like, no, like if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. And we're going to be here to support you. And mm. we all know it's not going to be easy, but if literally that is your passion, that is your desire, that's what wakes you up in the morning. That's what makes you happy. That's what you're look forward, looking forward to in the day then like, who are we to tell you you can't do it? Hmm. That's so, so I, beautiful. I an amazing family in that way. Like they are like, we got you, you know? Yeah. And so with that, I went to um, Montclair State University and studied musical theater. And hmm. that was amazing. That was exactly what I wanted to do. Graduated and dove right into the hustle. And what I mean by that is, you know, you are auditioning. 24 7 an actor's job is actually looking for the gig like I am I to me performers are we are full-time job seekers is what Mm. we are because even when we book one gig you know let's say I'm doing a contract for six weeks during those six weeks I'm looking for my next job Mm -hmm. because that's you know that's how this thing goes so once I graduated college I right into that of you know, looking for the best survival job that'll give you the flexibility to audition, but also pay you enough so that you have the money to audition. Mm. And that's such a catch 22 for artists that it's like, okay, I know I need to work to pay my bills, but I'm also auditioning so that I can do the work that I love. Yeah. So in the time that I'm not working on stage or filming a movie or doing whatever, I have to make some type of money. And so it's hard to find jobs with flexible schedules. So, you know, bouncing and 
back and forth between, you know, I was a server and I hated that. Oh, I hated that so much. I <laughs> did catering. I was like, nope, this is not for me neither. I actually found an amazing job as a tour guide and mm. I loved it. I loved it. I was a tour guide at Radio City Music Hall and I had so much fun, you know, in such a historic mm. place and such a beautiful place. But the problem was I started to lose my voice. Oh, no. And so no. it's like, well, how am I supposed to audition if I don't have a voice? You yeah. know, so it's it's that. So going going through that for a couple of years and I just kind of got tired. I was just like, OK, yeah. Ayana, what can you do? You want you know, you want to do this, but there has to be another way to to pursue. And so I decided I was like, you know what, let me go to grad school. I always wanted mm -hmm. to continue my education. And also I felt like because I was mostly musical theater, people put me in a box and said I couldn't do Shakespeare or I couldn't mm -hmm. do straight plays because, you know, you're musical theater. And I was like, well, I know I can. So I'm going to get a degree in it to also be like, huh, but now I can show you, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I really can. Like, and so that was amazing living overseas and mm. In Scotland, first of all, I never even imagined living in Scotland. That's that's number yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's a dream of mine to go to Scotland. We've been to Ireland, but have never uh -huh. been to Scotland. So I'm just like picturing it in my head as you're talking about it. Yeah, it's beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful. And living in a place where they still appreciate the arts hmm. as a beautiful form of expression and not a big business mm. was. I, it filled my soul that year because I had classmates from all around the world. I think we represented something, some crazy, like 10 countries in my class wow. of like 23. And it, it was it was amazing when someone asked, what, do you, what are you doing? Or you were in Scotland. Like, why are you here? Oh, I'm an actor and I'm, you know, at the Royal Conservatory of Scotland getting some training. They're like, oh, my goodness. Amazing. What are you working on? Where can I see you? What's your website like? How can Aww. I support you? But in the That's U.S., so you beautiful. get asked that question. Yes, it is. It, it was. It, it was just, yes. Like you said, it was beautiful. It was amazing. Like to, to get that response from people when you say you're an actor. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's a, like a level of respect. Yeah. And yes. I feel like that's what all of us want <laughs> mm -hmm. for our careers. And, and when we say what we do, that's so, mm -hmm. just like so incredible that that was that like experience there. Mm -hmm. I loved it. I loved it. It was it, incredible because it was also the opposite of the response you get here in the U.S. Yeah. Oh, I'm an actor. Oh, okay. Well, like, like, what do you really do? Or like, mm, yeah. Like, or are you like pursuing like, oh, like how do you, okay. You know, you know what? Okay, fine. Mm -hmm. Fine. So, <laughs> You're like, is, I have a freaking master's degree in this. Okay. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm like, y'all, I, you know, okay, that's, you know what, have a, you have a great day. And you just, you just have to just like, let it, you have to let it go. And so moved back to the U.S. and continued, you know, this hustle again. And 2020 <laughs> happened to all of us. And yep. it l put a lot of things into perspective for me. Mm -hmm. And when we were forced to stop, when the industry was stripped from us, it was like, oh, wait a minute, who am I? Hmm. Because, and I know, you know, the arts isn't the only industry that does this, but we attach ourselves and our, you know, like value and worth to what we do for a living. Yeah. And when you don't have what you do for a living anymore, you're like, oh, what do, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute. What, mm -hmm. Like, you know, we, we start with our professional introduction. Oh, hey, I'm Ayana and I'm an actress and I'm a da da da, -da and I'm a this mm -hmm. and I'm a, but then when you, you're like, oh, really we should be starting with like, oh, hey, I'm, I'm playful. I'm like a recovering perfectionist. And like, I love, yeah, yeah. And I, oh, and I also happen to be an actress. Yep. Like, I, sometimes I like to say like, I do this for money. Mm -hmm. And I am, you know, like separating yourself from that. I mean, I love what I do. And I'm like, as an actress, I, I believe you like you're an artist, like mm -hmm. that's it's like in your lifeblood. But then at the same time, it's like just having that slight differentiation of like, this mm -hmm. is what I currently do for money. And these are the many things that inspire me and that, you know, mm -hmm. bring me to life. And I just yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So it's in and. 
it's like I'll always be a storyteller, you know, whether yeah. I have a stage or not, I'm always going to be a storyteller. So, so basically the world says sit down. Everybody got to sit down. <laughs> like <laughs> take a break. Everybody sit in your corner and like yep. think about life. <laughs> and with that, I really have to sit with myself and go, okay, Ayana, <laughs> you know, like I felt bad for a, a hot second and then, you know, that dissipated, but I felt bad for being happy that I got the break. Mm. I felt bad for going, oh, thank God I don't have to run around to five auditions today and work mm. a survival job and then try to do this thing with my family on the weekend. But I don't know if I really have time to do like, yeah, oh, like, thank you that I don't have to do this hustle anymore. And so I'm like, wait, I, I used to always audition and go, oh, I can't wait to book this job so that I can leave my survival job so mm -hmm. that I can really do what I'm loving to do. Mm -hmm. And I fortunately, when the pandemic started, was accepted into the Creative Entrepreneur Project, um, which is a course through the Actors Fund that teaches, you know, artists how to be entrepreneurs. Because mm -hmm. we're taught the show part of show business, not the business part. Mm, yeah. Especially in schools. Yeah. And with that, you know, I had to sit down and go, okay, Anna, what do you want? Like, what do you need to reclaim? Because you've been running around for 12 years trying to be in other people's projects, be in other people's shows, which is valid. Mm -hmm. It's valid. Yeah. But how do you want to proceed with this? And so I started to think about like, all of the times that, you know, I beat myself up about an audition or about not being ready to write my own work or about, you know, my own value. How mm -hmm. come I haven't booked my first Broadway show yet? I have been in this for so many years. There's so many colleagues that I've worked with that have their Broadway shows. Why haven't I booked my show yet? Mm -hmm. And sitting down and going, you need to reclaim all of this, Ayana, the stories that you are telling yourself about not being good enough, about placing your value that you haven't booked a particular type of show yet, about your own mindset in approaching this career. And so with mm -hmm. reflecting on myself, I realized how much desperation was also out there in my fellow colleagues. So I, one of my part, many part-time jobs at one point was being a monitor for Actors' Equity Association. And, you know, you can find out about these auditions and then attend these auditions and, you know, hopefully get a time slot if you're an equity mm -hmm. member and then be put on a wait list if you're non-union. And I was a monitor, so I would run the auditions. And Megan, when I tell you that the desperation would enter the room before the person does <laughs> that energy of like, I need a job. I need someone to hire me. I want someone to hire me. Please pick me. I need a chance. Let me audition. Yeah. Like that energy. Mm. It was it, like you, it was, it felt like it was actually tangible. Like I could probably put it a hold of a, a section of it in my hand. Like, yeah. And to realize that, oh, at some point, you know, when I was younger, I might have had that energy as well. But it's because of our mindset mm -hmm. about the industry. And we auditioning literally have to walk into a room and go pick me. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what an audition is. You walk into a room and say, I hope you pick me. Mm. Like, wait a minute. I've been doing that <laughs> for 12 years, walking into a room saying, I hope somebody picks me. Oh, no, we need to change that mindset immediately. Mm, immediately. Yeah. And so as this journey that I was on to, okay, let me change my own mindset and let me, you know, reclaim my value and, and how I see myself. How do I do that for other artists as well? Like, how do I say, I've been thinking the same thing you've been thinking. I've been experiencing the same things you've been thinking. Now let's talk about it and let's figure out a way to not think like that anymore or to at least pull the rug up 
and go, oh, this, this, this thought right here, this mindset right here may not work for us anymore. Mm, so yeah, let's think about it. And so the podcast that I have was born because I wanted to talk to artists about what they were going through right now. And, you know, the 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 funny thing is there is a lot of artists who were like, oh, thank God we had a break. Like Mm -hmm. this was needed. But to also prompt us to understand that as artists, we are actually in control. We Mm -hmm. have control over whether we want to go to that audition or not. We have control over whether we want to make our own work or not. And to not beat yourself up if in this time you're not creating your own work, if in this time you're actually taking time to rest because Mm -hmm. your body has needed it because you run around the city, you know, run around New York City like a chicken with your head cut off because you're trying (laughs) to accomplish all of these things, you know? And it's just like, yeah, like how do we reclaim our mindsets, our values in an industry that's so just like, pick me, please, pick me, please, please, please pick me. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, you know, I'm still on this journey and I'm, and I'm trying to take as many people on it with me to, yeah. to just set things up for yourself so that you have a bit of, I guess, autonomy over a certain aspect of your career. Meaning, Mm, you know, I still want to be on Broadway. I still want to be on TV and film. Right now, I've actually made a full pivot into voiceovers. So that's Mm. been an amazing thing keeping me going. But I know that those particular sections of my career, I don't necessarily have control over them. Mm. I don't have control over when I'm going to get casted in a TV show. Mm -hmm. But I do have control of maybe writing my own and pitching my own TV show. But is that the road I want to go down? Yeah, yeah. So it's finding the autonomy that you want in your career that will ground you. And I Mm -hmm. think that's been also been the biggest thing. I wasn't grounded necessarily in, okay, this is mine. This is what Ayana has. This is what Ayana has created. So no matter what's happening in my auditions, I still have this portion that is mine, that belongs Mm -hmm. to me, that no one can take away from me, that no one can dictate that no one, you know, else can have actually. Yeah. That's my gift. Yeah. It's so much of that conversation of, you know, you can only control yourself. There's there's so much happening out in life. We can't control that, but we can control ourselves. We can control if we decide to be inspired by, you know, other things that are happening and pivot where mm-hmm. we're, we have control over if we take that, you know, one audition, like you said, if we take that one side job, like we can only control our actions, mm-hmm. but there's actually a lot of hope, I think, with that because it really, it takes, it just shifts that perspective of, oh, I have to wait for something to pick me when there's other things and other avenues you can kind of be doing at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Because yeah. I, I will tell you, and you know, I've had to literally say, I forgive myself for being in that mindset of waiting for somebody to pick me. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I was, unfortunately, that's what we're taught. It is. Well, and I'm just thinking of it even from my perspective too, as I've freelanced most of my working career and, um, it is, there's a similar mentality, you know, you hit publish as like a, I'm just thinking of like my first graphic design business and website, you hit Mm -hmm. publish on your website. And then there's this idea of, I hope somebody picks me. I hope someone sees my stuff and picks me. And Mm -hmm. there is this like frantic energy that occurs because you're like, I have to make money. Nothing's come in. I'm going to try and talk to these people, but you know, like, I just, I need them to pick me. I need them to like me. Um, (laughs) And (laughs) that's like, there's so many narratives there when most of the time, at least that energy often, like you said, when you, you could feel, you can feel that energy when it's approaching you, that energy is not attractive to other people and it's mm-hmm. actually harming you. It's causing that overstimulation, that kind of fight or flight activation. And mm-hmm. when we can call like reframe that, bring things back down to a natural state, we can just see life from different lenses that perhaps were not available to us. Yes, absolutely. 
Absolutely. I agree with everything you just said, because that that's it. You know, how do we and I even ask people this, like, what is the mindset that you want to be in when we return to Mm. the industry? Now, here's the thing. We don't know what it's going to look like. That's 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 definitely something we we don't know, you know, and and mm-hmm. I would beg people not to try to figure it out, like just let it kind of unfold and, and not try to rush <laughs> back into what we had. I want the industry to open back up safely. You know, that's yeah. my opinion. I know some people are like, open it now and do this and do that. You know, I'm mm-hmm. a I'm a sit back and watch personally, <laughs> see what happens. Um, but with that, it's like, what what mindset do you want to be in and what energy do you want to be in when you return? Mm-hmm. Is it this frantic energy of like, please pick me, please hire me? Or is it for me, I'm like, I would love to return in a, these are the skills that I have. Mm-hmm. And this is me showing you my skills. Now, yeah. if you would like to take them, you can. And if you don't want to take them, great. Like, this is what I bring to the table. Yeah. And if this doesn't fit on your table, no worries. Mm-hmm, there is another mm-hmm. table it will fit on, or if I so choose, I can build my own table. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's so good. Yeah. So it's, yes. it's that. I got to mm-hmm. recruit my mindset. <laughs> I love it. That's so good. And thank you for just that really in-depth kind of walk through your journey and those different things and kind of the present stuff. And I love that you're like asking that question too, like, what do you want your mindset to be in when? Like, yeah. How do you want to step back into auditioning or your industry or even yeah. your craft? You know, whether it be you are a costume designer or a lighting designer or mm-hmm. set designer, how do you want to step back in? Because also, again, you know, if you send out a portfolio with your costume designs, you are in essence asking someone to pick you. hmm. You know, so like, how do you want to return? What's the mindset you want to return in? Because I also believe it's like, what is meant for you will not pass you by. Yeah. Like what is meant for you is meant for you. But I've also learned in this time that I also need to be in the right mindset to accept it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like it's not going to pass me by, but I need to be ready for it. And I think that's such a beautiful, refreshing thing because I think sometimes we need to hear like the goodness that is meant for us will find us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that like invitation of co-creation, like how do you want to cultivate your mindset for when you're entering this? Like the good things are coming for you, but the, it's, it's exactly what you just said. If if you're working on your mindset, you can sometimes see it. It's almost like that idea when someone is surrounded by, you know, so much goodness and they're just completely blind to it because there's one thing wrong and they're so focused on that. Yep. And it's, that is it. Like that's the choice is maybe there's actually more goodness already around you. You're not even seeing the goodness that is meant for you is going to find you. Mm-hmm. Are you like open to it? Are you receiving it? Are you seeing it? Yeah. That's so good. Hey, hey, it's Megan here. We'll get right back into today's conversation. But before we do, I'm here to let you know just a little bit about my life coaching and creative consulting. As a coach, I work with creatives, misfits, and holy outsiders who often feel trapped in overwhelm, overgiving, and fear, but who also have a passion for doing something meaningful in the world. These folks are ready to hand back their past programming and rise as the leader of their own life. If this sounds like you, and you are so ready to start your own reclamation journey, let's chat. I invite you to book a free consultation with me at my website, megscolleen.com. That's M-E-G-S-C-O-L-L-E-E-N.com. Now let's dive back into today's conversation. So specifically, like our topic is like reclaiming your self-compassion, self-love as an artist, performer knowing your value and your worth in the entertainment industry. And really you were just sharing quite a bit about mindset as well, reclaiming your mindset kind of amidst all of this and choosing how we want to cultivate our mindsets. So I'm curious if you have any like tips that have helped you in your mindset that any tips for, for people who are listening that are are seeking to give themselves more self-compassion and Mm self-love. Yes. Yes. For me, rituals, I like daily rituals so that I can ground myself like in the morning. 
And so the first step usually for me is like, I will get up, I will have, you know, I will do my devotional and my prayers. I will meditate for about 10 minutes and then I have a dance party. And (laughs) so that just sets me at a level for the day because it's, I get my spiritual connection, my grounding. I get kind of like, okay, even after the prayer, I, I meditate, you know, and it's like, okay, what I want to clear the space, like, let's just clear out the clouds, mm-hmm. clear out everything so I can be open to the day. And then my playful side comes in with a dance party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's who I am. I'm a playful person. And so like, why not literally introduce that into my day? Mm. from the beginning and then I have also room to continue to play throughout the day like the other day was it two days ago I think I went outside and mind you I literally haven't built a snowman in years (laughs) literal years I decided I looked in the backyard I said I'm gonna go build a snowman like I went outside and built a a little mini snowman I put a mask on him and everything (laughs) because I was in a playful mood yeah you know so for me, that sets my day. You know, I love a morning ritual to go, okay, what's the mindset that I want to be in? And I know that that those rituals in the morning put me in a mindset to be open and to be mm-hmm. playful and to and to accept what the day has for me. Mm-hmm. And I also am a big person with like quotes. So I have a lot of sticky notes with quotes on my bathroom mirror. Okay. Because I also think that repetition is great. Yeah. Because, of, you know, I'm learning lines all the time. So like repetition for me is a natural thing that I do of learning something. I have to repeat it. So mm-hmm. for me, with the repetition of quotes on my mirror, that is like, oh, Right. Yeah. I, I remember. Yes. That's I want to, you know, rewire and rewrite some of the stories in my mind. So why not look at a post-it mm-hmm. every day that says you're beautiful? Mm-hmm. Look at a post-it that says love yourself or you're mm-hmm. worth it or, you know, what you want is already yours. What's another one? Oh, embrace the beauty of becoming, you know. Mm-hmm. So for me, I would say anything that would help you to see those things and acknowledge those things to help your mindset and to help your self-compassion and value every day. Because if you don't see your own value, someone else won't. So you Mm -hmm. have to see your own value so that someone else will, but also so you can see their value as well. Mm -hmm. We all have a problem seeing each other's value and worth. So we need to see our own. So that also helps us see others. And so- I would say, you know, those are definitely the two things that I say have definitely helped over this time of a morning ritual, whatever it may be, whatever you want, but something that you can ground yourself in and set up a positive mindset for the day. And even if something, you know, that we deem as negative happens, you're already in a mindset to be like, okay, I can deal with that. I can handle that. And the quotes are me. I've always loved quotes. And so I used to have them on my planner, you know, when I was running around the city. And now, you know, if I don't if I don't stop putting them up, they're going to actually cover my bathroom mirror and I won't be able to. (laughs) Um, But, you know, those help to just a little a gentle reminder to go. Right. Yeah, you're right. I am worth it. Yeah, I have the app Think Up Mm -hmm. and I love using it because it allows me to write my own affirmations. They have a whole bunch of them, but you can write your own and like plug them into the app. And then you can record yourself saying them out loud and choose like a meditation track. And then you can set the volume of your voice in the meditation track and listen to yourself, repeat the affirmations over and over and over. And it's so supportive. Like, I just love doing that. I've done it sometimes when I fall asleep, I play that just in like in my headphones. And then Mm -hmm. sometimes just during the day, if I'm just sitting and like drinking my coffee for a little while and just want to like sit Mm -hmm. and just listen to those affirmations. And I think it's just really I don't know. I I would love to know the science behind it because I think it's probably really interesting. Like 
but it, it just seems to sink in in such a deep way when I'm just kind of listening to my own voice say something over me. But I, uh-huh. I love that. Oh, I love that too. I'm going to have to look that up. I, wrote, I just wrote it down. Think up. Let me write. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Well, you know, they have made affirmations move into the app realm, but I feel like just in general, that repetition is so beautiful. And so like it is, it's a, we're all like on a journey. And so the more we can Oh, support ourselves with those new mindsets and those reminders because mm-hmm. it takes a lot of work, especially if we've had a difficult season. It's like reproving good things are there too. In this process, as you have been kind of reclaiming your mindset and reclaiming these different things, you've launched a podcast. And I'd love if you could speak a little bit about just like what it is that you're doing now as at, at least for this time period and just, yeah. Tell us a little bit more about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So the artist pivot, which is the podcast, it, you know, is such a, a light to me, like, and I hope a light to everybody else to talk to friends, talk to colleagues, talk to other artists about their journeys and their pivots and how they're doing now you know, Mm -hmm. and to celebrate their big victories and even their small victories and things that they're like, you know what, Ayana, I'm just sitting on this couch living my best life because I haven't Mm -hmm. done that in five years, (laughs) you know? And I'm like, I well, I celebrate you. I celebrate you sitting there, living your life, eating what you want, because that's a whole nother issue in the industry that we're in. There are times that you're like, well, I can't eat that because... I have to fit into a costume. Mm. And so the mm. fact that you're able to sit on the couch and eat what you want, have that slice of pizza, friend, yes. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> I am here for it. But the podcast is, you know, it came out of wanting to acknowledge artists because mm. I know that in this time we felt like we we're being ignored, you know, it's like we we are essential too to the to the ecosphere and to the economy mm-hmm. and everybody who's watching Netflix and everybody who's watching Disney Plus and whatever else streaming services you know there's 75 of them now um, <laughs> yeah. just, they have, I see all these commercials I'm like wait what another one <laughs> like wait a minute <laughs> um, but yeah. like you know all of the people on there are artists all of the actors, mm-hmm. all of the makeup artists, all of the costume designers, all the writers, all the producers, all the editors, all the cameramen, all the mm-hmm. animators, all the voiceover artists for the animation are all a part of the arts industry mm-hmm. where we kind of feel like we're being pushed aside. And, oh, go do something else. What? Mm-hmm. Wait, what? So for me, I was like, no, I'm going to acknowledge and to celebrate and frankly uplift my fellow artists with this podcast to talk about, you know, our current pivots, our past pivots and, and, you know, every pivot in between, Mm -hmm. because as artists, we innately have it in us to adapt to situations, you know, Mm, whether it literally be on stage and we have to like pivot because we will fall into something or hit a set piece or our costumes falling (laughs) off. So we got to run off stage, you know, like, like, or at an audition where you're like, oh, shoot, I forgot my I forgot my song. OK, OK, I got to think of something else. Do I have a friend mm-hmm. here? Can I borrow their songbook? Or if it's at a survival job, you know, we innately have it in us to be adaptable and mm-hmm. to be able to go, OK, wait, I can figure this out. OK, don't freak out. Or if I do freak out, only give yourself about five minutes to freak out and mm-hmm. then pivot. What can I do what can I create? What can I make? You know, we're pr- actually, we're problem solvers. Mm-hmm. So yeah. with the podcast, I wanted to highlight that, that, okay, what I originally planned is not going to happen, but mm-hmm. this is what I'm doing now. I'm now taking my create my, my creativity, my playfulness, my resourcefulness, my innate ability to adapt And I'm Mm -hmm. doing other things like there are now artists who have virtual bands up. There are artists who have now children's podcasts up Mm -hmm. and a full time yoga teacher. I had a friend who was on who is now 
she's so happy to now be able to be home in Florida and now with her non full nonprofit that helps homeless families in Florida. Like she's like, mm. I was on the Lion King tour, you know, for the last mm. three years, but now I get to be home and work on this nonprofit that I started mm. and using all of our skills as artists to be like, Hey, I can do this and I yeah. can do this. I have a friend now who's launched a, a beauty business. She's selling magnetic eyelashes on Amazon. You know? <laughs> and it's yeah. like an artist love makeup. So that was the point of the, or is, I should say, the point yeah. of the podcast. I'm about to go into season two. And it's just, it's celebrating artists, highlighting us and going, okay, here is your place to talk about you, to talk about your pivots, to talk about your craft and to you know, acknowledge you, but also know that you're not alone. You're not the only one trying to figure this out because we're all trying to figure this out. Nobody knows mm -hmm. what they're doing. And don't even like, don't even subscribe to people who are like, oh, I, I got this. I know exactly what I'm doing. Friend, you haven't, <laughs> you've never been in a pandemic. You have never mm -hmm. been in a pandemic. You don't know what you're doing. So like, cut the crap. We all don't know what we're doing. And this is a safe space to say, I don't know what I'm doing, but I did this or I created this. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, I love it. That was so great. And I love just kind of hearing about that and all of those examples and stories. Like it is amazing how often I see on Instagram where, I mean, I'm just saying Instagram because that's where I hang out the most on social media anyways, mm -hmm. but it is amazing to see how often it seems like people are trying to hold it together or make it seem like they, they have it under control and they, ha they know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. But it, you, just like you said, none of us really knows what we're doing. We're all figuring it out. And right. it's, it's so beautiful when we can like share those spaces be able to actually bring that like into the room. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Yes. And actually admit that, hey, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm doing this and mm -hmm. like I'm not perfect and I'm probably going to make a mistake and then I'll probably correct it and then I'll make another mistake. But yeah. I'm doing something and I'm even if I'm fearful, I'm going to do it anyway. But mm -hmm. yeah, you're right. Like that Instagram or even just social media where, oh, you think this person has it all together. They probably don't. Mm -hmm. but to go nobody does nobody right. does right. nobody <laughs> does nobody does and I'm like my podcast is going to be a safe space to be like y'all I don't know I don't know what we do but we're gonna talk about it and like <laughs> you know this is it this yep. is real this is real life as yes. an artist and as a creative and as a playful spirit who doesn't doesn't know what nine to five means <laughs> mm, yep <laughs> I love that so good. Um, so I would love to to move into wrap up questions because I'm yes. excited to to hear a little bit more. So I'm imagining that you had some practice with this at some point during the pandemic. You have also mm -hmm. kept yourself really busy with this podcast, it sounds like, and just being the creative person and artist that you are. Mm -hmm. But what is one way that you do slow down when you do amidst our busy world? So during the summer last year, I would literally take a second to walk outside in the backyard because I found mm -hmm. myself when I was, you know, in the business course, now full on voiceovers, doing full on voiceovers and, and booking jobs and like, okay, you have to be on the schedule. Ayana, you have a job for two hours tomorrow, then four hours the next day and you know, what have you, then the podcast and then just, you know, trying to map all the stuff on my schedule. I would go, okay, Ayana, you need to take a break. You know how you get so you're like, you know, your your barometer right now is at 98 percent. Like you need to step outside and have a breath of fresh air. So mm -hmm. I would do that when it was nice outside to go, OK, set your alarm for 15 minutes and walk outside. No mm -hmm. phones, no nothing like I have a I have an Apple watch. So I put it on do not disturb. But I set the, you know, the timer for 15 minutes mm -hmm. and just was like, just stand outside literally breathe in the fresh air, put on your sunglasses, stand in the sun, whatever thoughts happen, happen. If not, you know, look at the clouds, look at the birds mm -hmm. and just soak in the outside. And yeah. that, that would help me to, you know, bring the barometer down. Like I'm at 98 capacity right now. And I still have, you know, four hours in my day to complete whatever I'm working on. 
you you got to bring it down, Ayana. So mm. that would bring me down. I I get to at least about sixty percent and be like, okay, I got I got more capacity to bring in things into my mind. And mm. so that was definitely one thing of just literally stepping outside. And it's a wonder when you just step into nature and go, oh, okay, like mm-hmm. this is beautiful and it's yeah. serene and it's here all the time. And I rush past it. And even now, because it's cold outside, because it's winter, I will take the time to meditate, even if I've done it earlier in the day. If I'm on Zoom calls or doing certain things, I'm like, okay, Anna, here, put on a 10-minute meditation and just you need to just sit in this chair. I don't care what mm-hmm. you're doing or what Zoom meeting you have next. Your 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 capacity is too high. You know, you're starting mm-hmm. to get anxious or you're starting to be in that frantic energy. And mm-hmm. so for me, I have latched on to meditation and it's it's been about it's been about a year and a half definitely in these times that has helped me and I would say as well I like to buy myself flowers so I buy myself fresh flowers every- because I love it and it makes me happy yeah. and like I can't wait on someone else to do it so- <laughs> yeah I love that that's like getting flowers is one of my favorite things it's so it's just adds a lot of brightness to the day it feels like a special gift it's great I love yes. that Yes. Thank you. It does. And I, yes, I love it too. And so I'll literally sometimes just, you know how they say stop and smell the roses? Like yep. I will literally stop and smell if it's roses or whatever flower I have and go, okay, like, re, like I'm here, I'm present in this moment smelling these flowers. What do these smel- flowers smell like, you know? Mm, and so yeah. that would stop me as well. Like, how, okay, Yana, you got to slow down just for a second. So those flowers are on your, on your desk, why don't you actually go smell them? And like, mm-hmm. okay, oh, these smell great. Oh, part, like, you know, so it, it would be that, like either walking outside a, a meditation or literally stopping to smell the flowers to just slow myself down and, and you know, bring my my mental capacity down. Be like, you're almost mm-hmm. full. You know, that red light is blinking. That, that like, yeah. you're, you're almost at capacity. So that would that would just ease me. Totally, yeah. I love those, love those tips. And then who are a couple of your current role models? So I guess I have a mixed bag of things. Like, of course, my therapist, me and her Mm. just like connect and chit chat. And I just love her. And I've also recently been really in tune with like listening to there's a podcast called uh, Therapy for Black Girls. And Dr. Joy, Joy, what's her name? Joy Harden Bradford. She's the host. And she has some amazing guests on. So just kind of picking up gems and nuggets from them. Mm. And I've also started to re-listen to Oprah's like Super Soul Sundays. Yeah. That podcast is out. So there's times that I'm like, oh, let me listen to a little, little something Oh, okay. That's a, oh, that's a nice gem. That was a good one. (laughs) Um, So I would say those are, you know, like my top three. Like I personally tend not to, I guess, follow too many people, I guess, on the social medias and things because I purposefully like don't get on it. Like I post things about my podcast and like it has Mm -hmm. its own page and I have my own page, but that was a part of resetting my mindset as well. I intentionally Mm -hmm don't get on Instagram or Facebook unless I need to post something about my podcast or, you know, something that I want people to know, like, oh, I have a voiceover out. So that, that was a big part of reclaiming my mindset and frankly, my self-love and compassion, because unfortunately, social media, you start to compare and you start to go, oh, this person mm-hmm. has their whole life together. But as we've so discovered, they don't. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I am. I'm more of a podcast listener. And like, uh, like, oh, my friend's like, oh, watch this YouTube video, like with this person. Oh, great. But it's I know that there are definitely some people like friends that I have. like, Oh, I follow this person on social media. Oh, I follow that person. But I'm not at the moment big on it yet and I and actually I would hope to totally to get back into it but I know that I need to be in the right mindset so that I am grounded when I start you know scrolling through the Instagram and get lost yeah absolutely that sounds like another another way you slow down amidst our busy world is just opt out of social media 
Mm-hmm. as much Absolutely. as possible. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. It's so, like you were saying, it's so crucial for mindset. I think, I feel like there's never, at least for my personality, I feel like there's just never a, a time when I could like do a lot of social media. It just feels like I think I know where you were going with that, that it's just like, there's too many options on social media, number one. And then I have to try to keep up with it. And then I have to post and I have to like, and I have to do, wait, what's happening? Yeah. There's just, there's so much noise now. I feel like our Mm -hmm. capacity just, it gets, goes through the roof before we even have a chance to, to think twice about how much we're consuming. Um, we're just, we just end up consuming way, way, way too much. And I know for, for me, just, yeah, taking that time away from social media, turning the apps off, you know, I'm in a better routine with my social media this year than I have been in a long time. And it just feels so refreshing when Mm -hmm. you set those boundaries for yourself. Like, oh, I can go outside now and just breathe for 15 minutes because I'm not, you know, just sitting scrolling on my phone. So yeah, I love that. Right. Or thinking about what to post. Like, mm-hmm. oh, oh yeah, that's the time consumer. <laughs> um, right, exactly. I'm like, no, I just want to walk outside. Why do I have to take a picture, a cute picture of me, like standing outside saying I'm standing outside? Yeah, I'm just going to go stand outside. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I feel like for me anyways, it's when as a business owner, like I have to be posting and I have to be somewhat present. Like it's part of my job, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. It does sometimes there's the point where it just becomes over, over over the top. It's just just too much when we are just sitting all the time thinking about content. And I know last year that was a big thing for me is I would just be writing content most of the time and I would be missing out on things. And that's no fun. And that's not actually supportive. I feel like in the long run. <laughs> hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So then how can we find and support you online? Yes, yes, of course. Um, well, I have a website, which is www.ayanabay.com. My name is spelled A-Y-A-N-A-B-E-Y. And then when I am on Instagram, because I do have an account, but when I am on, <laughs> my handle is at Ayana M. Bay. So that's M as in major. And that's my Instagram. I do have a Twitter under that same handle, but Y'all, I never check that. So don't even. <laughs> oh, I sent you a, t- a message on Twitter. Mm-mm. I, it's there. It looks pretty. <laughs> if you want to reach me, definitely Instagram or um, my website. I have an email option on that, too. Awesome. Yeah. And then, of course, you also have your your podcast, The Artist my Pivot. my podcast. Yes, yeah. The Artist Pivot. That has an Instagram, too, at The Artist Pivot um, as well. So you can reach out that way. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here with me today. It was just really beautiful. You articulated your story so well, and it was really beautiful to to listen to and just to get to hear your journey and what that's looked like. So thank you so much for, for joining me. Oh, thank you. And you're so very welcome. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Reclamation Podcast. I hope it served you on your own reclamation journey and know that I am rooting for you all the way. If you are desiring support on your journey, head to megscolleen.com. That's M-E-G-S-C-O-L-L-E-E-N.com to learn more about me and my current coaching offerings and availability. If you want to learn more about the show guests, head to the show website, thereclamationpodcast.com. And last, but definitely not least, If you found value in the show, sharing this episode with friends and posting a quick review is always appreciated. As always, reclamation is yours.